Hey everybody, welcome to The Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Two special guests this week, one joining me, maybe for a little bit longer than the, the other, but joining me from, uh, from the UK first. Uh, let's go there. Uh, Tim Duggill, how you doing, man? Good evening, mate. Yeah, very well, thank you. Happy to be on your podcast. Good stuff. Been uh, listening for a while, so I'm intrigued. It's good to have you here, good to have you here. And then joining all the way from sunny Los Angeles, uh, we thought we'd I'd try and convince him to come on a, yet again for, what, the third or fourth time or something something silly like that, seeing as uh, we're talking about a track that he worked on. Um, it is friend of the podcast, Brent Paschke. How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure as always, Brent. A pleasure as always. You keeping safe out there in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA's LA's taking it pretty. As far as the states, LA's one of the seems to be one of the more serious. They pushed us. They pushed us to the fifteenth, and they were quick on like closing everybody in and stuff. So they they've been. They, in fact, they I think it was governor yesterday, I believe, said like possible we won't have any concerts, any any big yeah. events or anything till twenty twenty one. They're the same, yeah. 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 So, so have, you, have you been told when, when your lockdown finishes? Well, they're, I mean, they're light on it. They're, they got us till the 15th right now, but, you know, they, they kind of feel, you know, who knows what will happen. It's hard to say, yeah. right? Like, it's a big, over here, it's a big kind of push between the president having the say of if we're all going in at one time or not, but the states really have the say. But that's then, it's tricky. I mean, we know, we've, we've seen this, we, we see the examples in other places, like, we're all let out, and it's, it's who knows. We're just riding it out day by day. But Cap Cali, like they they play it pretty safe over here, you know. As a for, as a, as opposed to the middle of the states, I don't think you know it's not as not taking it quite as serious right now. But then they don't have the cases that the coast states. So. Well, a great time to well, you know if you're staying inside to to be productive. Let's say. Yeah. Maybe learn something new, as we talked about on last week's podcast. A certain somebody may be doing a online live and YouTube tutorials, which we may, uh, which we can talk about in a moment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's let's quickly uh, get on to our song for this week and our video for this week, uh, and that is the I think the fifth single, uh, although a very limited release uh, from the Girl album, and that is uh, It Girl. In my opinion an extremely underrated track and an extremely uh, underrated video as well. Um, really love the video. The very quick stats before we throw to you, Brent, to get your kind of thoughts and memories. Um, the track released on the 10th of November 2014, as I say, the fifth single from the album. If I remember correctly, it was actually only a digital download and actually got a physical release in the UK where, um, from my notes here, it got to a an extremely high 191 in the UK chart. <laughs> wow. As I said, I don't think there was a lot of promotion around it. I don't think there was much of a push at this point for you know, on the fifth yeah. single of the album. Um, yeah, yeah. 10 million views on YouTube. Most people that have watched the video will probably recognize it instantly. Uh, produced by the, the legend Takashi Murakami, who Pharrell has worked with a number of times uh, via his uh, company, uh, Kai Kai Kiki. And then uh, animation production by Nas and the direction by Mr. and Fantasia uh, Utamara. I think I said that right. Utamaro, maybe. Yes. So, as I say, 
actually one of my favorite tracks from the album and everyone I speak to uh, about the girl album they always seem to forget about this one then when you mention it their eyes light up and they think of they think of the track and they think of that mainly I think the the epic outro that the track has which mm-hmm. is kind of you know it's I think Pharrell did an interview you know, a few years back when the album came out talking about how uh, there's that huge intro. What is it? It's, uh, is it over two, two and a half minutes outro yeah. or something? Yeah. Two, two, two minutes 20 by my notes. Yeah. So yeah, I did do some rap. <laughs> essentially, uh, essentially half the song there, basically. Um, and obviously made for kind of live performances and stuff like that. So going back to obviously, you know, when it was being made and conceived upon, you know, the idea of it. What are your kind of memories of it, Brent, and actually, you know, playing on it? You know, I don't, like, the specifics of each one, I, I don't quite remember. I mean, I remember I remember coming into the studio when, when I was, you know, recording, when I started recording that stuff, and Pharrell just played down a whole bunch of, like, you know, the album pretty much. It's just like, yeah, we got all, all of these. I don't, I don't quite remember that one. I do, I do remember the outro and, you know, just talking about it being like that long vibey kind of thing. And then, and then it's kind of like, you know, got all the big guitar kind of things and the reversed guitars and stuff. And I think we were just going for, I mean, for, for me thinking like, could I just make some kind of cool trippy? I mean, I like to, and it's kind of my my taste too but with NERD like I like to kind of keep that classic kind of vibe with things like you could go and blast a big solo over the end you know of it I didn't I don't know I just didn't think that's that really fit that you know so um yeah we just did a bunch of that's all I think it's all fuzz factory at the end which is kind of the NERD sound the the distortion sound so we just went with that 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 kind of that sound and i'm trying to remember i'm sure pharrell had the idea pharrell typically honestly has the parts written in his head like 95 percent of the time so more than likely he he told me you know on this end part do some you know what i mean and then i just added the the other overdubs and i i i've I vaguely remember like in the studio taking those and then we would find because when you're finding reversed guitars, you just have to play a bunch and, and kind of see which one sounds cool, you know, because you you know, you can't really tell what it's gonna sound like when you're playing it in forward, you know. So I think we just played a bunch of stuff and clipped it, reversed it. And so a lot of that, a lot of that is just kind of trial and error almost. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's trial and error. Just, and you can hear, you just want it to kind of get that Jimi Hendrix, you know, kind of thing. That's really what Electric Ladyland, Jimi Hendrix kind of, you know, vibe out stuff. You, meant, you mentioned about um, getting that NARD sound. And I think um, there's only a couple of tracks on this album, which I'd say would fit in an NARD album. I think this one being one of them, the one yeah. being Hunter. And that, yeah, yeah the... In, in fact, this when I when I first heard this, I thought it sounds like Laser Gun Carrier. There's there's something similar about it. About um, sounds like about what was that? It Girl and Laser Gun Carrier. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that kind of epic sounding, and as you say, the the almost Hendrix esque uh, psychedelic to it. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's um, fairly fairly recently when I go in on, on some of this stuff, like, the, I I didn't, like, I, like, that's kind of my default is to step on that. Like, it's funny because Pharrell will call it when I use that distortion. He doesn't know. He's not, not saying, like, oh, that's the fuzz factor. He just calls it the NERD sound, you know? Yeah. But it, it's the fuzz factor. And a lot of times, like, he'll like he's got a specific thing in mind so on this album i wasn't stepping on that kind of sound because that just puts it right like that sound almost just i have it off that sound just puts it right into you know that you know, it just sounds like nerd it's so you know sort of you know what i mean like it, it's totally got that it sounds so so um nerd so like he he was moving me a little bit away from that he would say yeah. like not not the nerd guitars though you know but then that gets gets tricky too because the fuzz is so like just one note is like you know what i mean it's like rock you know so he might want something that's got a lot of energy and then I'm not going towards the fuzz factory, um, which is tricky for me because then if you're going for a lot of energy, then you're kind of your next step is typically a standard distorted guitar sound, which is not typically I, something I go for. And it sounds more normal. So in my growing up playing on all the NERD stuff, you, it's not about being normal at all you know so you're always kind of finding that fine line in between there you know to get to get the right thing sometimes you gotta rein it in i guess a little bit yeah 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 totally yeah but um yeah that's what i i remember about the end part you know a little a lot of tweaking with that and trial and error and stuff and with it being made kind of almost made as a a track to be played live do you remember getting many opportunities to play it live? Because I'm trying to think of all the shows that I've been to, and there's probably, what, 15 of them now or whatever it is. Uh-huh. I don't remember that actually ever seeing that track done live at a show at any point. Yeah, yeah, it was in the set list for a bit. I think it was it was probably in early on, you know, and we just kind of see which ones work or, you know, I don't know. Like, it, there's different people who make the set list and stuff like that, and then just kind of walk the audience and see what, they feel it's working, you know? Um, and I guess kind of vocally, it's probably quite a, a challenging song to do uh, live, you know, yeah, on a, on a regular basis, let's say. Yeah, 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 maybe so. But it was it was a fun one to do live because you could, I could stretch, you know, the ending, I could stretch out and do some fun stuff on that too, you know? We a lot of times would have the original guitar, that, that original part playing so i could kind of play around that you know which was pretty cool or if i doubled it then it just gets that extra that extra width for live and sometimes sometimes live depends on what like pharrell's looking for like typically though he likes he likes to stay much closer to the record it well a lot and it seems like it's went more and more staying closer to the record so we kind of try to stay in there so when there's those moments where the band can kind of stretch out a little bit it's it's pretty fun you can can kind of have a little bit of a a joy on that yeah i've noticed that over the years um that yeah as you say he he kind of likes to stick to the records there's especially nowadays 
especially with the live shows and the festivals and things, is not. I think I've noticed not as much room for you guys to kind of do your own thing to kind of, you know, for it to break down for five minutes, ten minutes. Um, you know, I, I, there was a period I think in the very early days where you got the chance to do that quite a lot. Then a few yeah. years back, there, especially when you had all the dancers and. Um, and things like that. There was that opportunity as well where there was different sort of breakdowns in the shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have something I've noticed as well over the years. It um, tends to be very, yeah, this is the track, this is where it starts, this is where it finishes. And that's what yeah. you tend to play and perform. Yeah, so as, as, as for us live players, then we're just like, yeah, we're really trying to just take what's there and add that little bit of extra energy to to you know for the live thing right so we can push a little bit of extra energy on that but being careful to to really keep it true to its form you know that is one thing you know Pharrell once said he didn't he he just preferred like going to a show and seeing like it it performed like it is rather than it's just completely different you know so we worked hard to to really maintain the like the the essence of the song and but just give it that little bit of extra for live you know? so yeah. you, you you mentioned then about the different set lists that you that you have what, what's the track that you you look forward to seeing each time you're playing live what what's your favorite to play oh man there honestly i, I get i know people ask that do you ever get sick of playing lap dance or rock star or whatever you know i don't man like you know like and and i and, and they're all really pretty they're all really fun like they're the Pharrell gig's a fun gig, you know, because it's, there's a, you know, for a live musician, there's a lot of like fun stuff, whether, whether the songs are simple or not, they're, they're, they're really fun. And, and a lot of times they're, they are lap dances, you know, I mean, that's like a 101 guitar part, you know, really, but it's, I mean, they're, they're fun. And uh, yeah, I don't, they're all really pretty dang fun, dude. Seriously, it's yeah. hard to pick a it's hard to pick a favorite. And plus, the guys in the band are so freaking good, you know. Like P P really does all that right. Like he 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 cares, you know, and he cares to have great musicians and great people with them, you know. So yeah, it's I, I listen. I hear you know people who do other high profile gigs, and they're just like ah, oh, you know. This is not the one. They're, we're usually the guys on the road that people are like, "I hate you for having that gig." I want you know, <laughs> you know, because our our set list is like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna play Brain, Rockstar, Lap Dance," you know, "It Girl," "Come Get It, Bay," you know, "Get Lucky," you know, like it's like, I'm cool. Just like a, a carnival on stage. It's a it's a freaking at this point it's a greatest hits, you know, so. Yeah, anything's pretty damn cool, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I had to ask. Um, anything from you, Tim, while I'm trying to scan through my notes? Uh, yeah, so we talked about um, your favourite one to, to play, and obviously you've, you've, you've been around NERD since the beginning with, with Spy Mob, but I think it might have been one of your interviews on here, actually, where you talked about um, first playing on In Search of moving it from the digital version to, to the Spy Mob version. Mm -hmm. And you kind of went in there and played something, and Chad was like, no, no, no. And, and I think you, you then morphed it into something else, didn't you? So you went in it and played, played around with it first, but then they sculpted it more as to how they wanted it. Is that correct? Yeah, well, we, we spent like, okay, so this is, 
God, remember like 2000 or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so Spinal, we got the album and then we, we tried a whole bunch of stuff in our studio, you know, but that, when we tracked that, the live tracking of that, that was really primarily Chad, you know, they were getting so busy at that time that they, they were starting to split off to, like, they were still obviously Neptune's together, but they were like, they had to take different gigs because Pharrell was recording whoever and Chad had to cover the instruments, you know? So, um, yeah, we came in with some stuff, but Chad, Chad, like, man, he would just, we, we would offer some ideas that early on we, we could offer, we, we, you know, it was a little more like, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was like the room for that. Right. So, but Chad, yeah, Chad kind of, we would throw like ideas out and Chad just did his production thing and that's where all that came out, you know? What we're gonna cut? What we're gonna double? Are we gonna add an additional part or not? But typically, honestly, with a lot of the Chad and Pharrell songs, like man, they um, they're they're really exceptional. Obviously, they're really exceptional at like shaping parts together. So a lot, I find this. I tell people this. Like, you'll be in there with with a new track, and you just recorded the part that like you know Pharrell or Chad asked you to, and. And it's fun because it's exciting. All of a sudden, you're on this new freaking super cool groove and you just want to play, you know? So you might think of a couple ideas, but it's it's funny. Like, once once I put them down, I'm like, it just, it gets in the way. They Those guys are, everything is so rhythmically intertwined already that it's almost like when you start adding stuff, it just gets bulky real quick, even with how simple their tracks are. You know? and, and how's that process changed over the years and working with them so so from that first in, in search of where you were mostly working with chad to, to is, is it now still a lot of time in the studio or is it sample sense over to think say you know what do you think about this what can you riff around this how's it how's it changed through the years well a lot of time i mean it, it you know it hasn't it hasn't honestly changed that much because the found we just have to be super you with with chat with their productions especially you have to be super careful with the foundation right like because i so when pharrell or chad program a drum beat it's the the thing or program anything right that one of the things that doesn't get talked a lot about that that we love about these certain producers tim and pharrell and storage dre or whatever they, they have a certain way that they play things in and the, the greats I find don't really like hard quantize everything. They know how to kind of balance between keeping a real life feel or not. So a lot of it, God, getting back to the real question though, though a lot of it is the same and we just, we just have to be very conscious of what's already there and really locking into what's already there. Honestly, it's a lot the same. I think the first NERD album, yeah, a little different because we were somewhat figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, a few more places that we flexed on, like adding some things, you know, but that doesn't, that typically honestly doesn't happen as much anymore. Those guys, they get the stuff and then there's a, either they've got a guitar part they can hum to me or it's been played on a keyboard or yeah. something and, I, and I'm copying it. And, and then in fact, to the point where like, a lot of times, so many of those guitar parts will we will keep the original keyboard in because it just got like 
the original fake guitar, I should say fake, you know, guitar in with me because the, the original one has such a flavor to it, you know? So I'm just, I'm just really working to like enhance the foundation that's there. It's a different, they're little bit different sessions in a way because so much is already, foundation is already super solid. And when it comes back to, um, so like the, the part you mentioned earlier for Itga when you're trying to find um, the, the reverse guitar parts to kind of fit in, from mm-hmm. your perspective, is that you sat there for hours and hours with Drew or Mike or whoever it might be doing them one by one, both listening back to them? Or are you do you sit there and go, here's 100 different variants, have fun, guys, and you, you move yeah. on? I sit there with them on that, on that stuff. I just, the, the, it, it girl, like, so that would be, you know, the, the end, the, I'm sure Pharrell gave me that, you know? Um, and then I will just kind of go, Oh, I'm going to try some stuff to add these vibey trippy things more than likely Pharrell or chat, you know, for us, obviously Pharrell's on. So Pharrell said to me, like, you know, something trippy he gave me some kind of direction you know what i mean and and then i just sat there with i don't know i can't remember if it was drew or mike you know at that time you know uh which who who was doing that with me and then we just record a bunch and do it on our on our own pharrell will then come in the next morning and give the thumbs up or or redo you know so actually i did like um a video that eric shared with me when i spoke to him was it probably last year i think he mm-hmm. shared um, some some session videos with me from Fly or Die, I want to say. And then, seeing, seeing sound, seeing sorry, sound. yes, that's it, yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's a, there's a good video of you sat in the studio. I think you're with Chad for the whole time. And you've yeah. got the guitar part playing. And you're just playing, you're doing like, I guess kind of like overdubs. You're doing it over and over and over again. Sat yeah. there with him, just both intently, almost kind of staring at each other as you go through it. Um, yeah. It's a kind of really great video to see, to kind of see you doing that in the studio setting and doing it kind of almost like live and, and working it out between you, just sat there in chairs in front of each other. Yeah, yeah, I'll just sit. That was, um, I think the one, I think that's the, the... It might well be that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that the Kill Joy, yeah. So that's like, that's just me. That was played, like Pharrell had that played. Um, so that part was kind of complex because he, he, he kind of doesn't, he changes. It's like a, a, this pattern. But he'll do like these little at random times and stuff. So you have to, have to sit there and like, I played exactly what he played. Um, then, and then I just go, okay, Chad, let's try it. Um, maybe we should try double it. Maybe we should try. I know on that one we did then, uh, you know, like an octave up on it, you know. So we just sit there and, and work it out. And then most of the time then it's just sitting and going like, how good does it feel? I just need to get the part. And then it's just really, really getting the part. Like this is what I, I teach. Like I like to teach a lot about. It's like, do you really, really know the song or can you really, really play the part on the record? Cause it's not just enough to play, you know, but you have to get all that. You have to get that pocket just right, you know, and you have to get it just right with Pharrell. You know what I mean? Cause 
he's not, it's, that's not, you're not getting that by him. Like, it's got to feel great. Or you, it's, you know, you're going to have to do it over. Or he's going to have somebody else come in. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you're seeing when you see that. It's just us just really, really getting into the fine details. Just spent a lot of, a lot of time on the fine details, you know, if we can. Yeah, those videos that I saw were a really great insight into that. You know, the the videos include yourself and um, yeah, and then some of the stuff with Pharrell in the studio there, and, and even kind of Eric shared a lot of his um his kind of um sessions as well, where he's in the kind of in the booth himself doing his parts on the drums and stuff, just over yeah. and over and over again, crazy yeah. repetitive, just to get every tiny little bit perfect. That that perfect feel that 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 feel that Pharrell and Chad have when they and even Chad like I've been getting a couple of sessions from him recently it's just like God it's just the way they program drums like it's just swanky man like they you know so yeah Eric would sit in there and play because they they you know they'll do a four typically around a four bar pattern right and and then the goal for Eric is to play it as close to that pattern as possible because it's not quantized right like and eric has to play it as close as possible but then what we have to do is we have to line up because with the audio as you guys you guys would know too is the, the audio has to be lined up we can't have everything flaming you know in places so then we eric gets it and he can eric can get it so stinking close to that but like we might need to nudge a couple things over just a little bit so they're not flamming or even phasing out. Like if his kick drum's hitting the same time as Pharrell's kick, they gotta make sure we have that all aligned. So A, it's not it's not flamming, B, it's not phasing, and C, we didn't lose the groove. So those are the things that are super, super important. They take a lot of time. It it definitely it definitely is some detailed work on that. Like Drew, that first NERD album, man we spent like because that 2000 you know like so that's new bro like tracking live drums to other stuff and and getting all that phase coherence flaming and the groove right and stuff that's that wasn't easy man that 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 was tricky so we spent a lot of time it's called it was in in pro tools it's called beat detective which actually really works great still and you just take one groove and and that's the Pharrell groove, and you take the, the drum groove underneath it, and you you have it mark all the transients, all the all the hits, all the drum hits, and then you make sure that those are lined up with Pharrell's. And you get this monster feel. It's pretty fun. Once you get it locked in, it's really, it's really awesome. Wow. Yeah. I wish I were that talented. It's, it's, it's just computer, it's computer work at that point. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, you still I'm have some it. talent. <laughs> Uh, um, Tim, Tim, is there anything else from you before we uh, before we let Brent go? Because I know Brent, you have to go and prep for your uh, your show this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one more question, and it's a light-hearted one. Tell us a funny story from when you've been on tour. The what's that? A funny story from when you've been on tour with NERD. God, <laughs> put you on the spot there. Yeah, I don't. Um... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know. There's so many, um, I don't know. Cause so many of them are like just, you know, crew stories and stuff. Um, 
I mean, shit, you know, we, we missed a show once because Pharrell was stuck on the tarmac in, in <laughs> Colorado or something and was talking on the phone over the intercom to the audience. Sorry, I'm <laughs> stuck. I'm stuck on the tarmac and I won't be able to make the show tonight. Like, there's some, some crazy shit like that, you know, like. I don't know. It, I mean, touring with us, it's, 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 we're not a wild touring band or anything, you know? Um, I don't know. We don't have a lot of crazy stories. I'm sorry, man. I can't That's really fine. That's fine. There's, okay. that there's that time you came to Finland and some British guy nearly cried in front of you because he was so starstruck. I'm sure you remember <laughs> that from a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, it can get kind of, it can get kind of crazy. The earlier days were even, were even, even crazier, like, you know? I mean, there wasn't, you know, you didn't, like, these people didn't, the internet and stuff wasn't as blown up, you know what I mean? So, Is, it, so. is there uh, anything that you can tell us that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so, um, you know, still doing things here and there when, when Chad and P do some stuff um, with them. Um, but uh, a lot of stuff I'm doing, working a lot with this company called Apogee. So doing a lot of um, online, like, especially in this time. So I've been working with Apogee in this time to do a lot of live video, a lot live, um, what do we call them, hangouts or whatever, um, where I, I kind of go through, I go through some of their product that connects to really iOS devices at this point. And, um, and basically just show how to use their product um, to, to make, make music with GarageBand. And I love, I love doing that because GarageBand's free and you can inspire a lot of young people who are just starting and maybe don't know where to start. And GarageBand is just such a great, unbelievable tool to, to start creating music on, to, to use for practicing. And then the Apogee interfaces are just work unbelievably well with, with the iOS products. So. So I, I, I didn't know too much about it until I uh, read an interview with Steve Lacey that he wrote his first album or just did it all on GarageBand. Did the whole thing on it. Kendrick Lamar single that he did is done on GarageBand. Wow. It's, it's like, you know, so so that's why, that's why I kind of stepped in that direction. I wanted to like, you know, want to inspire like, well, I kind of, the way I got into that was talking to a lot of people who were start, starting up and I realized quickly how little music education was in the school still. I, I just, I, you know, I, I didn't really understand that because I had like jazz band and music theory and stuff. So the, the inspiration for that was, listen, if, if, if somebody wants to be a musician these days, what would they do? You know, and what, where would they start? And you get on the internet and that's a tough one, man. If you're just starting out, what do you, you you get Ableton, you get Pro Tools, you get, you know, I think, I think your choice is no, you, you start with what's in your pocket, which is your iPhone probably, and just get GarageBand and, and hey, even if you just want to test it out and dabble in it, like, so what? It's free. And there's all these inter these devices, these interfaces that like Apogee, especially Apogee, these iOS interfaces, they make un are unbelievable, dude. Like unbelievable. I, I would feel fine if I'm on the road and I have just their, it's called the jam interface that you use to plug your guitar into it, I'd feel fine doing a guitar on GarageBand and sending it to Pharrell if I had that. 
That's a great advert, isn't it? <laughs> you should use that as the advert line. <laughs> seriously, if, if and I've done it before. You know, if I had to, if I if I'm sitting here and I have to, like, oh cool, I gotta I gotta record this part for P quick. I'd literally plug into my I can plug into my iPhone with with my Jam my Apogee Jam Plus, open up GarageBand, record it. I'd just send him that. The quality is totally good enough. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we said on last week's podcast when I was chatting to Julio about this and we were chatting about the, the shows you've been doing on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, for people that are at home, if, if they, you obviously the most important thing is, you know, stay healthy mentally, physically and all that. But, you know, if you want to learn something new, if you want to try something out, if you just want to fiddle around, you know, see how it goes, you know, your videos and tutorials um, are great because, yeah, you can literally pick up your iPhone and even if you don't have an instrument there are so many you know preloaded sounds on there plugins that are kind of already built into the thing you can as you said you know some of the kendrick lamar beats i can't remember who it was that did them but he actually yeah he did did them on the iphone on his phone um yeah and you can just knock those out just by playing around with it and then if you want to step up you can get you know some of these um interfaces or start bringing in external instruments and stuff and it's yeah exactly. it's, a, it's a great way to learn and you know also yeah, you know my kid and yeah he's what nine now nine and a half and yeah he he's got the book that you know you did for for happy a while back and uh yeah you know, he followed that on his little ipad and his iphone and i've been showing him your videos recently about you know how you can you know essentially create a whole song yeah i think to, later today i think this podcast will go out Friday, today's Thursday. But I think it's your your fourth stream, I think, maybe. I think it's the fourth. And I watched your third one the other day. Towards the end of the third one, you've already got pretty much a, a fully structured track there, essentially, yeah. with most yeah. of the parts. And, you know, you've done that in the space of a few hours, basically. Well, like, I, I mean, I, I literally, like, on my first one, I I, I started this, you know, this, this one today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... I'm going to focus on like how how to get create how to use GarageBand to find some new creativity. You know what I mean? Like what's I, I love the I always use the word creative toolkit. I'll like fill up your creative toolkit. Like so today it's going to be like how to how to open up GarageBand and, and just get some immediate creativity, right? Get some inspiration. But um, up to this point, man, I I built this track and it, it like you can see in the first video how quickly it happens. It's like Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna put open up GarageBand and open it up with a drum part and the drum part's right there and then I'm gonna put two guitars in and then throw a bass in there and within like I'm explaining it too but with ex- explanation and everything it's like 30 minutes and I'm into like some kind of cool little progression like like that's why GarageBand's insane and then here's the other thing is GarageBand's older brother is Logic. So GarageBand's made by Apple. It just goes right into Logic, which is Logic's $200. You buy it once and you don't have to get hit with these upgrade fees and all this stuff. So you're just, when I do like, I do some of like, like I might start some of these practice things for some of my education stuff. Like I'll, I'll put them in GarageBand if I want to add to it. I just, once it, once I close out GarageBand, it iClouds up into my computer and I just hit open with Logic. It's unbelievable. Like, it's unreal. So I try to always push with my education. I always try to push this. Well, listen, this is a great place to start. It's free and it's really inexpensive. And the amount of stuff you can do is unbelievable. If you doubt it, 
talk to Stephen Lacey and see see how his publishing checks are from that Kendrick Lamar album. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and and he's doing some freaking Lacey's killing it, man. Like, yeah. his stuff is killer, dude. Like, I heard his track with Thundercats. The new one is on Thundercats. Yeah, dude, amazing. It's th- killing, bro. It's uh, yeah. Thundercat, Thundercat was saying like he's just a magician, and that's coming yeah. from Thundercat. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's right. That's why I push it. You know, that's, that's been my latest thing. And I've been doing more and more education, doing that stuff. And this has been a good opportunity for me to start to get the online thing kind of going a little bit. Obviously I've been in the education stuff for a bit with university and whatnot. So this is just a good opportunity for me to get the next step. And people can find all the videos on the the Apogee YouTube channel, aren't they, I believe? Apogee YouTube channel, yeah. So Apogee Apogee will always be pushing those out. It'll be today at 4 o'clock, L.A. Pacific time, I guess. Um, Yeah, and then then I'm going to start dropping some stuff up on my YouTube, just the Brent Paschke YouTube channel. Has nothing right now, but I'm going to start getting some stuff up there. I got a bunch of curriculum, obviously, written. So I'm pretty stoked to get that out. Nice. We're looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I think there was a, a link in last week's show notes, but I'll add one to uh, to this week's as well, so people can go and uh, check those videos out and hopefully subscribe and like and, and follow you on uh, future live sessions as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. But Brent, thank you for joining us, mate. We really, really appreciate it as always. Um, I'll let you let you get back to to prepping for today's session. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I'll be staying up until two a.m. again to watch it live, but, but I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow once it's uh, once it's up on YouTube. Sounds great, man. Awesome, guys. Well, great, great to meet you. Yeah, great to meet you. Thanks for calling me in, man. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Brent. Take it easy, man. I'll speak Thank to you, you. later. Bye. Bye. Cheers. What a nice guy. And then there were two. Yeah. So there we go, everybody. A little bit of a uh, insight into the making of uh, It Girl and various other tracks and all sorts of uh, insights there from, from Brent himself, as always. Um, let's get back to the, I guess, the, the video and the song ourselves quickly. I think there's probably some, some more general stuff to, to chat about, uh, about the, the video and the song. Um, let's, get into, let's get into the video a little bit more, because I think we, we've chatted quite a lot about the, the track itself. Um, again, I think it's a very underrated video. I really love the the kind of animation style involved here, the the graphics, um, the way it's kind of been produced and and put together. It's got that kind of, it's a mixture of anime and 16-bit computer game sort of going on. Um, it's a weird mix, but it's it's a mix that that works. I think. I came to the same conclusions. Yeah, it's got a bit of a, a '90s gaming vibe, hasn't it? Yes. Um, so, it, like when you, it's like the, I think it's just before halfway through. There's the player selection bit, which reminded me uh, the first two games that came to my mind were Golden Axe and Streets of Rage. Yeah. So it is very much that that kind of '90s vibe, but yeah, with the the anime, um, big-breasted ladies in bikinis. Yeah, it's. See, this is weird. I've got a note here around partly around this, um, and this is very much a cultural thing and a cultural difference. I think compared to us in the UK and the US and other parts of the world, 
and it, it's that kind of that anime um, type of vibe, that kind of um, that focus on kind of schoolgirl type characters, which which you know I think to, to us in another part of the world and from a different culture kind of seems a bit strange and a bit kind of creepy to a certain extent. Whereas, you know, I think in Japan, in Asia and those parts of the world, it's, um, I was going to I'm going to say normal, but in air quotes. Um, and there is that kind of, that there is that part in the video where um, there's, I think, three or four of these kind of, you know, girls on the beach and they're burying a couple of them in the sand. And Pharrell is stood back from the beach, but looking at them through binoculars... <laughs> And then yeah. kind of winks to the camera. It's um, sinister is the word I, I wrote in my notes. It's um, it's very strange. I, I found it a bit strange how that kind of got signed off by his people. Again, I, I completely understand there are there are cultural differences, and to the people that made it, it's probably not seen as um, creepy or strange or anything. But that time and especially with that album which is all about women and the empowerment of women and all that kind of thing I, I just found it a little bit strange how that part got you know got okayed in the video and got through um the people at you know i am other and um uh, sony i guess it perhaps was at so yeah slightly strange there yeah I'd, I'd agree and i think um obviously Correct me if I'm wrong here. Girl came after Blurred Lines, didn't it? Uh, Blurred Lines was kind of partway through the single release. So this is the fifth single. I think oh. Blurred Lines came out between the second and third single of the album. So right, it's all okay. kind of roughly around the same time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I think at that point, um, it seemed like Pharrell was having a bit of an epiphany that, you know, maybe, you know, the, the lyrics in Blurred Lines obviously caused a lot of controversy. Um, rightly so. And I think... I think that's where the, the naming of the of the album came from, and his his kind of ode to, to women have been the inspirations in his lives and the people who supported him. Um, so I, I saw that connection, but maybe that was just me that he's like, I can I can see what people are saying now, but honestly, you know, it's far from me, from the far from the truth. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some let's say mixed messages there. But yeah, in terms of the video as well, um, again, as I mentioned, some there's some amazing graphics and animation in there. Um, there's, there's a small part in there, I think about halfway through the video, um, around this, I think it's part, I think it's the second chorus where you've got, which was obviously a video of Pharrell kind of dancing, then it's been turned into an animation and it has a lot of kind of flags and logos and things behind him. Um, I think that's a great piece of animation and stylistically it, it looks great as well. It's one of my favourite kind of uh, scenes in that video and in pretty much any video. When this video comes on, it's something I'll always sit down and watch no matter how many times I've seen it or, or heard the song itself. Um, so yeah, excellent, excellent video from my perspective. I did kind of quite like the touch at the end where you have the the kind of scene of what would appear to be Mount Rushmore, but instead it's got the face of Takashi Murakami, Mister, then Pharrell, and then Murakami's little miniature dog, whatever he is, um, at the end of the the mountain as one of the faces as well. I thought that was quite a an interesting part to sort of add into the video as well. 
Yeah, um, for me, the, the the second the second part of of the song and the video make it for me. The whole the whole breakdown, uh, instrumental, the guitar. Of, you know, we're just talking to Brent, and um, obviously it's, it finishes off in space. Um, there's a bit of Space Invader theme going on up there, and then um, also the, I don't know if you you've got this, but um, I I've got a Billionaire Boys Club jacket. And it's very much of that star uh, space look. So it's you know, lots of lots of different stars and yep, star pattern. It's called yeah. Is that well? There we go. I was right. It's my fa- <laughs> it's my favourite BBC pattern ever. I've got. I don't know if I've got any in this room. In fact, but no, I've got the I've got that blown up on my wall in the lounge. In fact, that starfield oh, nice. design. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. And I think that there's a very much theme there as well. I don't know if it's linked or not, but um, in the videos, I thought, oh, it looks like my jacket. And it, yes. I love that jacket. You're right, it's, it's probably one of the best BBC patterns. Um, and they, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yes, very much just, so. Just, just can't wear it at the moment because I can't go out. <laughs> I feel your pain with my, my walk-in wardrobe of solely... Uh, BBC ice cream items, which well, which I never wear anyway. But even now, I can't wear them, even if even if I wanted to. So, I know I'm quite envious when I look at your Instagram and I see <laughs> see that that room pop up. So you've got stuff in there that you, that you will never wear. Yeah, there's. I like to think that I'd wear it at some point, but there's a lot of stuff in there that I buy because I I like the design or the pattern or whatever it might be. Um, and now I don't just get around to wearing it. The stuff in there just doesn't fit me anymore. There's, there's stuff in there that is just ridiculously rare. That you know, yeah, there's there's a few items in there that you know I know that only me and maybe two or three other people wow. in the, in the world have, and they probably don't even have theirs anymore. Um, so you know those things will never get worn. Um, and it's just yeah, kind of slowly built up over time. And I yeah. like to think you know the older I get, the more sensible i get and i always say to myself every now and again like i should really clear that out i should i should really sell some of those bits you know bits that don't fit me bits that i'm never going to wear and but then it, you know but you can't bring yourself to do no, it no it breaks my heart thinking about it you know so so yeah, i've i've got um so two pieces of items clothing i'll talk about first of all is my and this is a big regret of mine when i got the ice cream bleepers um i got they were 50 quid um rebot ones and I, I wore them day in day in day out and now i've still got them so i can't bring myself to throw them away but i think i actually put a picture of them on, on instagram and asked if there's a way of cleaning them you said no they're the donald ducks they are <laughs> <laughs> um, so i wish i got a second pair so if you know anyone who's selling at a reasonable price <laughs> see that's the problem now you know 16 year old yeah. sneakers um they, they come at a price and that price is not reasonable unfortunately uh, and the, the other piece is actually a the eight piece. It's um, it's quite uh, eye catching to say the least, and it's not something you can wear. <laughs> I've got a few pieces like that as well, where I buy them thinking they they look nice and they're interesting, but then when I actually try them on, I'm like, I can't, I can't go out in public wearing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm grown. I'm a grown ass man with a kid. I can't, I can't get away with this anymore. If I was twenty years younger, maybe, but not anymore. <laughs> Just wear them inside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. I've got a, you know I've got a huge office space here, so um, I can you know I can pull everything out of the wardrobe every now and again out of the closet and uh, yeah, sort of parade around in my my large office space with no one else around. All right. So before we get on to kind of more 
BBC type stuff and news and whatnot. Have we got anything else for It Girl or is that our lot? No, uh, I'll just say that it's probably my, my favourite track on the album. Um, Gust of Wind, close second. Um, and, and as I said, Hunter, that I'm, I'm more of a, an NERD fan than uh, a Pharrell album fan. Although I have got back into it in my mind recently because I got it on vinyl. But um, It Girl, um, yeah, definitely my favourite. So I'm glad that I've got to discuss this one. So thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's get on to a bit of news and some some releases and whatnot. Um, I did notice, I think it was this week, um, I think it was BBC announced that um, Pharrell's Happy was the most played song of the decade on UK TV and radio. I was having a hunt around to see if they actually released uh, the numbers that that's kind of based off of. Um, they didn't seem to. But it is a, an interesting list, and, and Pharrell is obviously top of that list with Happy, but then does also appear at number four with, uh, with Get Lucky as well, uh, also a, another kind of major track. I'm just trying to bring up the link now to see if I can find who else was in there, but I've obviously copied the wrong link, haven't I? But yeah, other ones in there, you know, uh, Adele, Maroon 5, Justin Timberlake, Black Eyed Peas, Mark Ronson... Kings of Leon, people like that. You know, massive, massive tracks. One that I did notice, and again, I don't have the original link here. I've got some stupid independent link. But uh, I did notice there was what there's only one track in there. I think the top 100 from from the 90s, in fact. Any idea what it is? <sighs> from the 90s? God. Yeah, from the 90s, but still in the top 100 of most played tracks on UK TV and radio between 2000 and 2010. God. Um, I, can you give me some clues? <laughs> Sorry, um, I'll, I'll give you a, a clue. Um, they're Australian. They're, they're Australian. Jet? <laughs> um, Kylie Minogue? Close. Uh, Danny Minogue? Uh, close still. <laughs> um Jason Donovan? <laughs> no, no. Amer- American listeners, and most of our audience is American, will be wondering what the hell we're talking about right now. Um, but I'll put you out of your misery. Uh, Natalie and Brulia with, uh, with the oh, track Torn. What a great track. What is it? Yeah, big track, huge track. But surprised me that still in the top 100 played tracks, um, you know, even 20 years, 20-something years after it originally came out. Gosh. I think, I think it came out in 97 or 96, something like that. So yes, I will put a, a link to the the show, a link to the show notes, a link in the show notes, uh, which goes to the the top one hundred list. So you can go and check that out. Um, Pharrell did also record a, a kind of thank you kind of message, um, which I think is on BBC Radio One or Radio Two's Instagram and webpage. And I'll put a link to that as well if I can find it. Pharrell was also speaking from his uh, it looks like beachside house. Um, I think this was yesterday, uh, speaking to, to Jimmy Fallon. Obviously, everyone's doing their, their late-night shows from, from home now uh, via Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it is they're using. Uh, and Pharrell was on Fallon last night to talk a bit about uh, something in the water festival, things going on with the coronavirus, but also to, to plug the Global Citizens uh, festival, festival or show, whatever you want to call it which is happening on Saturday, I believe, this Saturday coming up. You can go to globalcitizen.org 
slash uh, together at home to register your email and get a link to be able to watch the show. Um, it is basically a who's who of people in music and comedy uh, performing in a, a two-hour show. I'm not quite sure how they're going to put this together or how it's going to be how it's actually going to work. Um, but you can go there and Pharrell will be one of the performers so it will be interesting to see uh, what he does on there no doubt it will be a song like Happy or Get Lucky or you know one of these upbeat cheery kind of numbers but you can go there you can watch that I think it's going to be broadcast on you know YouTube and Tidal and uh, MTV and CNN and every channel under the sun I think will, will have um have this either live or after the fact. Um, some BBC news from uh, the last week or so. Uh, the pre-fall 2020 second drop at BBC EU uh, came out yesterday, I think it was, Wednesday or Tuesday perhaps. Um, and a small limited number of items, mainly with the kind of BBC EU heart and mind logo um, ablazoned upon the front and back of them. Mainly T-shirts, crewnecks and hoodies from what I remember seeing in a, a variety of colours. Um, I personally love this BBC EU heart and mind logo. I saw somebody on a, a Facebook group earlier today complaining about it and complaining about this BBC EU drop or the last couple of drops. Um, Personally, I'm a big fan of this logo. Um, it's nice, clean, simple, um, ties back into the history of BBC, fits the mantra, looks nice. Um, so I like these items. They look good. And also more BBC EU sounds isolation tapes on Spotify. So if you're after uh, new music, I think there are now five, four or five volumes of uh, mixtapes out on Spotify. I think they are just on Spotify for the time being as well. But you can head over to Spotify and type in, I think, BBC EU, and you'll be able to find their page and, and follow them and check out the mixtapes. We've also seen this week uh, BBC US re-release the iconic yellow uh, and blue diamond and dollar hoodies. Uh, we'd seen this pattern used recently over in Japan on a number of items. These hoodies are now coming to the US. I'm not sure if these are uh, Japan items that are now available in the US or whether they're US-made ones, um, but they are available now. BBC US also doing a T-shirt design contest as well. Uh, we are recording this on the, the 16th. I think entries close on the 20th. So if you are a, a budding artist or graphic designer or just a fan of BBC and you've got an idea of you know something you'd like to see on the front of a t-shirt then head over to their Instagram to get all the information um, around that and to yeah submit your idea and from my understanding the the winner will be picked and their design will actually be produced on the front of BBC t-shirts that will be uh, on sale uh, in the US and on their their web store. All right, I think that's all of the news I had. Tim, anything from yourself? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing news-wise. You've you've covered everything off there. That um, I was only got, I only knew about the EU drop. So thanks for that information. Um, one of the things I just wanted to discuss was uh, something in the water. Obviously, that's been postponed to next year. Um, I haven't had a chance to kind of chat to anyone about this. Obviously, clips are down as playing, which I find quite interesting. I don't know if No Malice has had a, a change of heart where 
he's got to go back to playing the old clips tracks because he, he wants to distance himself from him after he, you know, um, we got back into Christianity. Well, I got back into Christianity, became more devout in, in Christianity. Um, so it'd be interesting to know if they're, you know, recording something new or it's going to be a kind of a different, different kind of clips show. What do you yeah, know? Yeah, we, we, we chatted about this, I think, on last week's show, but it was in about hour seven of the podcast, which uh, went on for quite a while. <laughs> so a lot of people may not have actually heard heard us talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I personally think this is a, a personal favour um, to Pharrell. I think Pharrell has kind of personally asked them to, to kind of get back together for this one-off show. Uh, I know Pusher has been approached and asked if anything else was happening because they were kind of reforming as the clips for this show uh, and he stated that no nothing else was was in the works or anything like that obviously as always he says you know never say never and all this kind of thing um and I, I'm, I'm sure um if the opportunity arose pusher would very much be be up for it but i think this is very much um on malice's side of things or no malice yeah. whatever we, we want to call him nowadays uh, i'll just stick to malice for the time being um, this is very much, yeah, he's kind of him putting his foot down, not really being interested in in kind of doing any of that kind of stuff or that kind of content anymore. Um, I think he may change his mind in the future, but for now, I don't think he's particularly interested at all in doing that. And in terms of the show, yeah, something I was thinking about as well. I think they will be very very picky over and this is if they end up doing it next year because obviously they're scheduled they were scheduled for this year but i don't think they'd be contractually obliged to do it next year i'd hope they would do it um but i think it will be a very specific set list that i think would have to have the sign off of malice I think yeah. he would work very closely with, with Pusher to, to actually kind of devise that set list. I think that set list would consist of not necessarily stuff that has the least profanity, but I think that has less content around. Yeah, well, yeah, around certain <laughs> topics like that, basically. Yeah. And I, I personally think I've, I've, I, I reckon that Malice would potentially alter some of his verses if they yeah. if they needed to do yeah because of course they're going to have to do grinding and they're going to have to do some of the really big hits um, and there's going to be content in some of those tracks that I think Malice would be um, uncomfortable um, performing and reciting um, at the moment so I think he will probably look at uh, reworking some of those and rewriting them perhaps slightly Um yeah, you know, it would maybe be you know a change of word here and there, or changing a bar slightly. But I think he would probably want to rework them somehow, or at least his parts of them. To, to my uh, two plus two equaling five, it seems now is that you know um, it's before the Daytona album was released. Oh no, well it was after Daytona. Sorry, that Pusher was working on uh, King Push with the Neptunes. And obviously, King Push never happened. So I thought when I saw Clips playing something in the water, these non-released King Push tracks are going to form a new Clips album. But it seems I'm I'm in dreamland. Yeah, I I think we're all in dreamland. If we're, I know we (laughs) we all hope for a Clips album. We all dream of it. And obviously, we we saw them back together on the Kanye album um, not long ago, um, which was a really really good track. But again, 
that's a really specific project that I think Malice could kind of sign up to because it is all about yeah Kanye finding his um his spirituality again and almost going down that same route that that Malice went down a number of years back. Um, so I think that's why he you know he agreed to do that. And again, I think something in the water is is probably a personal favour um, to Pharrell. It's not like either of them I think really need the money or anything like that I know they're they're being offered silly money yeah. quite regularly to go back on tour and get back together and record stuff again um in Malice just isn't really you know interested at all so so yeah we will see time will tell but um unfortunately I think we will we will need to keep dreaming and hoping and maybe one day we'll we'll see that day when they they reform there was something I think you mentioned to me um was it earlier this week? Uh, the Adidas Human Made Superstars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you're always my, my go-to person, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think if, if anyone's going to know anything about about some uh, new drops, it's, it's this man here, Stephen. Um, so I I didn't get... I, I looked on the website, and I think it was just... I, I saw it on ne- uh, Nego's Instagram. It's like a, a pink one, Human Made with the Heart. Um which look amazing, uh, but then I, I didn't see any releases on there. But you said it was a, a pre pre release. Yes, they did a um, a Japan only pre release on the Human Made website, which was whatever day it was, end of last week, start of this week. I can't remember the date, but there will be um, a, a public release. I think it was today that um, Adidas and Nigo started posting about it, uh, and it will be available. I think on the Adidas site. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw BBC EU post something about it, so I'm pretty sure the BBC okay. stores will have them. Um, and, yeah, there will be a kind of more general release. Um, I think, what did I say to you the other day? Because I did ask the man that, that helps roll this out with Man-in-a-day. me, go. I like the fact you were going to say his name, but stop yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I did. I, um, yeah, I, most people probably know who he is, but, yeah. So, yes, general release is on the 24th which is in about a week's time or something, isn't it? Yeah, next Friday. So if, you're, um, if you've seen them online, you're after a pair, yeah, next Friday will be your, uh, your time to cop them and, and hopefully you'll, you'll be able to get some this time. Real, and, and that's, uh, I'm just having a quick look at the BBC uh, EU site. I can't see any posts, but it might be on the story, which I'll have a look later. Okay, next Friday. Yes, next Friday, people, yes. And um, yes, that's the Superstars. Um, I think there's a couple of different slight colour variants, but they are generally all white all over, pretty much, um, with some slight changes between between the, I think, two variants. So yeah, I think you can check them out now on, yeah, let's say, I think Nigo posted about them earlier. Adidas may have done. I think BBC did. So by the time this comes out, I think most people will hopefully have, have seen them. And yes, you'll be able to get them next week. I think that's all the news I had. So, any other topics you wanted to uh, discuss or cover at all? Uh, I, th- I think it's the the elephant in the room and the room that we're all stuck in at the moment, our houses, is, is isolation and how we're all dealing with it. Um, so, I, I live live by myself uh, in a place called Nantwich in Cheshire, which is just outside of Manchester uh, for the American people out there or, or people who are who are southern in the uk <laughs> who've never heard of nantwich <laughs> it's basically near manchester um that's if you go on holiday you always say yeah from near manchester um 
so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm living on my own, self-isolated, and um, it's, you know what? I've, I've, at this moment in time, I've been dealing with it with it okay. Um, before lockdown, I'd, I'd start a new kind of health regime of getting up at six thirty in the morning, going for a swim, um, going in, not working from home, working from the office to interact with people. So I think that helps improve your mental health. If you if you if you sat in, inside on your own for a lot, I think it it, it does take a knock. Um, so I've got like a, re- a really good health regime, playing a bit of squash. Um, and uh, I started doing a bit of, bit of yoga and meditation. I wasn't doing anything crazy because I'm beginners and I'm not very flexible. But um, I, I've, that was like a great way for me to, to kind of you know, manage my mental health and also my physical health. And then when this happened, it's like, shit, what am I going to do? Um, and I'm, I'm slowly adapting on the, on the, the health side of because we're still in the UK allowed to go for an hour's worth of um, exercise. So I go for a run. But what I've found to keep the kind of the, the human interaction up. So doing this tonight is, is great. So thank you so much for asking me on. But um, I do a couple of quizzes each week on Zoom. I do one with uh, work colleagues on, on a Wednesday um, and then one with friends and family on a Saturday evening, um, raising money for, for Mind Charity, um, which is a mental health charity. And um, we, we've raised over £800 in four weeks. And that's just people putting in you know, what you would do for a pub, a pub quiz, a couple of quid here and there, you know, some people uh, putting in a bit more. And it, it, it's, it, I didn't want to make it a mandatory thing because, you know, it's people in lockdown, some people are furloughed, you know, people are self-employed, won't get money till July in the UK. So it, it's more, if you, if you want to, do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that with the amount we've got so far. Um, and from a personal perspective, it's, it's just really helping me with my weeks while I've, I've got no one to see. So um, I don't know, I suppose my messages to people who are listening, who are, who are struggling, uh, f- first of all, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Timmy Dukes, that's T-I-M-M-Y-D-O-U-G-S. Uh, but but utilise the tools that you've got. So like we're doing, we, we've, we've got a video conference so I can see Stephen's lovely face and he can see mine. Um, and, you know, keep in contact with your friends, not just text. Get, get on video calls it honestly it's, it's really helping me um so that was a good kind of message how, how are you dealing with it Stephen? yeah um yeah kind of similar um you know i'm i'm i live here by myself um in this big ass apartment so i'm rattling rattling around here a lot by myself um but yeah i'm utilizing what i've got here so you know and, and again, you know, my situation is a bit different. You know, I have friends here in Finland, but also friends in the UK that you know I haven't seen since probably when was I last back there? I can't remember. End of last year, maybe. Yeah, but I probably won't get to go back this summer like I normally do. Probably won't be any travel for for a while. So, you know, even all my my family are in the UK. So even when all this kind of blows over, it's still going to be a while before I can actually you know see my family again. Um, so. Doing what you said, basically, you know, utilizing Skype and FaceTime and Zoom and all these kinds of things. Uh, house parties, another one you know, that people are using at the moment. Yeah. Just jump on there, upload your contacts, you know, send a few messages to people. Um, just, yeah, I would say, you know, keep interacting. That's why, again, I've started trying trying to you know ramp up these podcasts again and do them weekly as opposed to the kind of slightly sporadic schedule I had for for quite a while because 
I know that I need something to do on a daily, weekly basis, but I also know there's plenty of other people that are in, you know, Telegram groups that we're in or on Instagram or wherever it may be that also want to jump on a podcast and have a chat about music that they love or, you know, some BBC stuff or um, just, you know, general stuff like this, basically. And just interact with somebody. And again, you know, like you say, we're doing it via Skype. We can we can kind of see each other. Um, yeah, I know we've spoken briefly in the past online, but we yeah. never kind of, you know, met each other, let's say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great opportunity just to kind of do these sorts of things. And, and you know, if, if you're part of, you know, let's say a Telegram group or whatever it might be where you've got people and you don't, you don't really know who some of them are or whatever it is, and, you know, reach out to people. Start having chats with people and... Uh, you know, try and make the best of try and make the best of the situation. I know that's kind of easy to say and sometimes quite difficult to do, but I'm trying to think of the the word here. Um, t- take the initiative. Let's say if you know if you can and if you feel up to it. You know, take the initiative. Reach out to some people. Suggest something. You know, like you do, like you know, a pub quiz or whatever it might be. I know there's a lot of. Um, comedians in in the UK at least and probably in other countries all around the world that are now doing these kind of interactive quizzes and TV shows where you can kind of you know, get together with other people online and do them. I know uh, the comedian Jimmy Carr does like a daily quiz. Um, I was oh, watching, yeah, I was watching some highlights of that on YouTube earlier. I don't know where he does it each day. I assume it's on his YouTube channel, but, you know, there's uh, various questions there that you can kind of do and do with other people around you. Um, I've mentioned in the past as well, a few weeks back, um, a comedy show that I really like in the UK called Taskmaster. Um, they, they're doing like a, not a daily task, I think it's every other day, that you can do inside your home you know, with your you know, family or whoever you're, you're at home with, or by yourself if you're there by yourself. My kid did one yesterday. We uploaded the video earlier onto, onto Twitter, um, and they get judged by the hosts of the show and, you know, at the end of this in a month's time or two months time whenever it may be you know they'll tally up people's points that have submitted videos and uh you know there'll be a a winner um so i I think there are plenty of things to do they're not always in the place where you'd expect them to be such as you know youtube and things like this and twitter but i think if you go out there and you you kind of search for them um there's plenty of things to keep people occupied and also, one you know, one thing to remember as well. I think we we briefly touched on this before we started recording, is, you know, we are on. I think what we refer to as kind of lockdown, and we are kind of self isolating. But you got to remember, you 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 are not just confined to your house. You, you have to remember, you are in general still allowed to leave your house to get some exercise, to go for a walk, uh, go to the shops. You know, these kinds of things as well. So try and make use of that. You know, even if you don't need to go to the shops one day, just go for a walk for half an hour or an hour. Don't just, you know, sit there in front in front of Netflix for, you know, 12 hours straight, which is, you know, easy to do. Um, and, you know, I, I've done it a few times in the last kind of few weeks, I have to admit. But, um, you know, I find if things are getting a bit stale, uh, if I've not kind of spoken to anyone or seen anyone for a while, then then yeah, I make sure I kind of you know get up, 
walk around the block a few times maybe i've got the the kind of sea just sort of in a beach just down the road from me so i try and get down there and get a bit of fresh air and you know put some music on put a podcast on put this podcast on obviously i won't listen to myself because i hate the sound of my own (laughs) voice but other people out there maybe that could be something you do each week seeing as these podcasts are going really really long now you could definitely um you know stick some earphones in go out listen to this for an hour or two then head back home, you know. So I think there's plenty to do, but it's a case of, yeah, finding it. And I know it's hard to have the motivation to make that extra effort to do something new, learn something new, download something and all this kind of stuff. But I think once you do it and you make it part of your daily or weekly routine, um, as you mentioned, you're doing a work thing each week and a family thing on another day as well each week. Yeah, as soon as that becomes part of your routine as well, it gives you something to kind of work towards, to look forward to, uh, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's kind of um, very important to staying you know, mentally healthy at times like this. Agreed. And again, as you mentioned, if um, if anyone wants to reach out and just you know, chat rubbish, then they're always more than welcome to uh, drop me a message on Instagram or... You know, give me a, a call on Instagram or Skype or whatever it may be. Um, you know, if you reach out, I'm happy to give you my you know my email address so you can find me on Skype or FaceTime or whatever it might be in chat. And if you want to come on the podcast, again, you know, I'm at home every day as well, so I'm fairly flexible with you know when I re- when I can record, what I can record, when I can do it. Um, so yeah, if if you're ever kind of you know feeling like you've got nothing to do and you just want to chat about something that you enjoy and, uh, you know, uh, brings you some kind of happiness, whether that's, you know, music or movies or whatever, then, yeah, again, reach out and uh, there's always a podcast we can make. Real. Well, I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, it's good. To, you know what? It's, it's really easy to just listen to music and not um, take in notes. Obviously, I've listened to the show before and you get some proper musos on here who know about bars and riffs and all that kind of stuff i thought thought, bloody hell turns out i don't know much about music so it's nice to kind of get um you know do a bit of research around it you know really really listen to it and take it on board um and it was it was a nice surprise that that brent joined as well because i thought it was just the two of us and then you bring any ideas guitarist on like this is amazing (laughs) what a great wednesday thursday see you see i do that a lot at the moment get the days wrong Thursday. What a great Thursday. So thank yeah, you. I, I don't have it. All the days blur into one at the moment. I constantly have to lift my wrist up and look at my watch to tell me like what the day is. And I'm, I'm <laughs> when I assume I know what day it is, I'm wrong probably 90% of the time, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's wrap it up there then. Um, and again, you know, thank you for coming on. It was, a, it was a pleasure to kind of have you on and you're welcome back anytime if you uh, got any other tracks you want to chat about. Again, you know, we try and do this kind of chronologically, but I'm more than happy to jump around and uh, pick any kind of track from anywhere. Um, so, again, to yourself, Tim, and to anyone out there that wants to jump on, then you know, just just give me a shout and feel free. Thank you. So yeah, like I say, let's let's wrap it up there. I will hopefully put all the links in the show notes if I remember to do so. You can find the show notes either in your podcast app listening to this, or you can head over to the website, which is theothers.net. Others with a Z. You can find us uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of jazz at Others Podcast. Uh, 
You can find me at Steve R. Penny. And Tim, where can people find you again? It's uh, on Instagram at Tim Dukes. Let me just double check that because I've uh, <laughs> changed it. You can edit this bit, can't you? <laughs> I, I can, I, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But either way, I will put a link in the show notes yeah. to your Instagram so people yeah, can click at, through and find you. Yeah, okay. At Tim Dukes. So T-I-M-D-O-U-G-S. Good stuff. Nice one. Well, that's it from us for this week. And hopefully we'll speak to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Cue me, dog. Yeah, yeah.